welcome to Holistically You Podcast. My name is Sam and I am your host. This is a holistic destination for athletes, foodies, and health seekers just like you who want to live a more wholesome life. My mission is to create conversations that will help you boost your performance, life, and overall health through food, natural remedies, and mindset changes. So follow along with me to change your health for the better and become a happier, wholer you. Welcome back to Holistically You Podcast. I'm the host, Sam, and today we're going to touch on a topic that was highly requested on TikTok, actually. TikTok, the love of my life lately, because I've been on there. I've been on there more than Instagram, actually. It's becoming my new thing, and I really have a great community on there right now. I think it's been it's been a lot of fun. I'm just making videos for the fun of it. Some are educational, some are just fun, some are trends. And I've met a lot of great people on there. So it's been fun. But the middle ground of an injury is what has been requested. If you've been listening to a few episodes now, you definitely know that I battled some really big injuries the past year or so. And, you know, if you're new here, just to sum it up very quickly, I got two stress fractures in both my hips, specifically the head of my femurs, and dealt with about a 20-week span of no running. Basically half the year, okay? Basically the worst thing ever, especially for a runner whose life purpose right now in this stage of my life is to run every day. So the middle ground of the injury process was highly requested because I don't think a lot of people touch on the in-between stages of an injury. You know, there's like that initial news that breaks out and like then there's like that magical success rainbow on the other side of stories, you know. Oh, I got through it. Here's what I learned. But I want to get really into the pre-stages of an injury. Why one develops in the first place and the huge role that nutrition plays in one. But also the in the thick of it stages because it gets messy. Let me tell you. But there's hope. There's shining moments. It's a bunch of real shit, okay? So we're going to get into it. So the pre-stages. Ugh. The ignorance is bliss stage. Let me just say, if I could go back to this stage of my life where life was good and easy, well, you know, there was other shit I was dealing with at the time. We all know our memories tend to be glossy and shiny and all picturesque when you kind of forget what you were going through it. You know, anyways, I just want to go back to a time where I could like wake up and just like sprint out the door. Like get out of my car and just start running. No pain. No aches. Just, you know, oh, want to go for a run? Sure, I'll go right now. Ugh, how amazing. You know, I was very fortunate and blessed to never have had an injury growing up. No broken bones, no muscle tears, anything like that. And I was a highly active kid. I mean, I was one of those old school, like, oh, damn, when I was a kid, you know, I just played outside and rode bikes and all that shit. I did every sport on the planet. You know, I was very active. Anyways, uh, never injured. Smooth sailing. When I started my running journey, same thing. I mean, the occasional soreness, you know, but I was never injured. You know, I was like so fresh that whenever anybody complained, I couldn't really relate. 
like everyone would be like, ugh, like Lyft killed me. Like, I'm so sore. I can't even walk up the stairs. And I would just smile and be like, yeah, same. Yeah. But let me tell you, our bodies keep score. I think that's like a book title. I think I've heard of that. I haven't read it, but I feel like it's one of those like longevity topics that I love. But our body, I mean, it's true. Our bodies keep score. I was under fueling myself day in and day out. I never really thought that there would be a long-term consequence for this because like I couldn't see it in my near future. Like sure, dietitians would tell me, you know, Sam, you're going to get injured if you keep this up or you're going to crash in a race, which I did multiple times. But the injury was something that I can never really wrap my head around. I would see my my teammates get injured all the time, but I really lacked an empathy for them because I just couldn't relate. You know, sympathy, sure, I had that. I was really sympathetic. I, re- I really felt for them, but, but never really empathy. So anyways, I, you know, was under feeling constantly. I had a few kicks in the butt with crashing in some of my workouts and races and those would, you know, motivate me and light a little fire under my belly to start fueling seriously for just everything, running, life, all that. But it would be very temporary. You know, I would go through like, I would crash in a workout and I would be like, oh my god, like I just totally ran out of energy. I really need to start focusing on nutrition. And then the next few weeks I would work really hard and and I would eat a lot more and I would get back on top of things. But soon after, I would start to develop really bad body image and my mileage would go up again and then I would have less of an appetite and boom. The pattern would essentially repeat. And let me tell you again, the body fucking keeps score. There was no way that this pattern was sustainable. I had my moment to shine with the no injury clean slate, you know, but most of the time this only works for people who actually take care of their body, who fuel and refuel, who hydrate, who recover, who rest. And I was certainly eating the quote-unquote healthy things. Like, it's all part of that image I was trying to maintain. You know, eat perfect, be perfect. But what should be included in eating perfect is eating enough. We hear it all the time, right? Oh, she just eats salads and quinoa and sweet potatoes. Like, she eats so perfectly. But it's never, oh, she eats enough. For her body to do amazing things. She eats enough to give herself the nutritious food. You know, it's never, it's never the amount. It's always what it is. So, right, I was trying to chase those perfect foods, but I was neglecting how much of them I actually needed for my activity level. And eventually my body had enough of digging itself into a deep, deep hole. People gloss right over this topic, I think. You know, I hear the brief, recover well and stay injury-free. But in the athletic world, running world especially, just because that's my direct environment, I see being thin as the standard. It's the end-all be-all of many high school and college runners. And it's just one big quick fix. One big, let's get fast now. 
There's no thought about the future. There's no thought of potential kids because TMI, I don't know, when you're underfed, you risk losing your period altogether. It's called amenorrhea and it is not normal for female athletes. Your doctors and coaches or whatever, like they might say, eh, you're an athlete, you know, no big deal. It is a big deal. I feel like Rachel from Friends when she screams at Ross. It is a big deal. Way different topic. But, you know, if you get that, thank you. But uh, if not, whatever. But it's not normal. You know, at the end of the day, we, we need our cycles for enough estrogen in our bodies and enough estrogen for our bones. So when we see a lot of stress fractures pop up, a lot of the times it's from that lack of energy, that lack of estrogen in the body. And, you know, this goes along with the female athlete triad or REDS, which is a topic for another day because honestly, I could talk about that all day long and it's a very, very detailed and very, very scientific. Um, and there's a lot of pillars that go behind it. But the gist is losing your period is a big red flag. And I lost mine. I've lost mine since junior year of high school, which was in 2016 and it is 2021. So, you know, I'm definitely prioritizing my health right now and I'm seeing a lot of signs, but, you know, the pounding that I was putting on my body with low estrogen, low energy intake, low everything was bound to catastrophically bite me in the ass later. And it did. Because hello, 2020. My dear, dear, dear bane of existence. I hate you, but I, you know, I do respect you. Because that was the year that my running was actually really taking off. My mileage was at its peak. My workouts were looking great. My races were improving and improving. And then suddenly one day I woke up and I had a pain in my hip. And I ignored it. I ran through it. Because why would I stop when I'm about to have the best outdoor season of my life? I had actually just fallen in the conference final of the mile, which was awesome to make because I had never made a final in my collegiate career. And I made the final and I ended up actually falling. I was in really great position to score a lot of points for my team. And I was just riding off the high of breaking the school record in the DMR relay. You know, life was great. You know, so just a little pain. No biggie. Well... You know, then comes that time between indoor season and outdoor season. And I had the opportunity to take a week break and just cross train, you know, so swim, bike, elliptical, all that instead of run, because you need a little bit of a reset period before the outdoor season begins again. But I thought, why stop? You know, let's just let's just take it easy, scale back the mileage and and push through it. Eventually, the pain got so bad, I couldn't even sleep. I mean, it was throbbing. And I have a really high pain tolerance. Not not to like hype myself up or, you know, I have a really high pain tolerance. No, but like seriously, I mean, as a college athlete, you kind of have to. You know, we go through we go through hard workouts, like you feel pain every day. Lifting is not fun, you know. It hurts walking up the stairs sometimes, like after a really hard workout, whatever. But, you know, it was so unbearable that 
it was really noticeable to me. But anyways, a lot of people on TikTok asked me, you know, how did you know you had a stress fracture? The telltale sign for me was in the middle of the night. I would wake up and just throb with pain in my glute hip region. I actually remember sitting in microbiology lab, which, you know, was already my least favorite class ever in my college career. And, you know, I already didn't, I already couldn't concentrate on a normal day. But like this day in particular, I could not concentrate. Like I was dizzy with pain. And the instructor was talking and everyone was buzzing about the potential pandemic, you know, long extended spring break. And I just couldn't think about anything else except my hip like i i remember this day verbatim everyone was like oh my god you know long spring break woo like out of school forever like thank god and i was just staring at the ground like my hip is broken my hip is broken my hip is literally broken what do i do so after class i go into the training room and i demanded an mri and pro tip advocate for yourself. When you're in pain, you advocate for yourself because no one else will. No one took me seriously at first. And, and you know, no fault of their own. Like, I totally get it. MRIs are expensive. A lot of the times they come back clean. I get it. But at the end of the day, no one else could feel the pain except me. And I had to be the one to be like, no, I need one. And I'm a pretty, I'm a pretty demanding person. Like, I'm very stubborn. I don't really take no for an answer when I want my way. Like, I full on demanded this MRI. Like, I bawled my eyes out in the middle of the training room in front of all the football players just so I could get this damn MRI. Oh my gosh. I, and and don't forget, this was March of 2020. So, like, right when the pandemic started. So they squeezed me in the last day. Everything was open. I think I found out I had a grade three femoral stress fracture on March 16th. Like March 16th, right when the shit hit the fan. So, you know, I always regret running through that one week where I was supposed to take a break. But at the end of the day, like I think it sped up the timeline enough to get me in right before the hospitals closed. Because, you know, thinking about it, if I had taken a week break and it kind of felt okay and then I started running and running again, like it would just pop up in a few weeks anyways. But the hospitals would be closed, so I would have no idea what, what the pain would be coming from. So, you know, the universe has your back sometimes. So, yeah, I, I find out the news and just instantly completely crushed. The thing about your first injury though is that ignorance is bliss. The unknown is honestly on your side because you don't know how hard it's going to be to get back into shape. You don't know how long the process is going to be. Could be shorter than they predict, could be a lot longer, who knows. This one was tough because everything was shut down so I didn't get a lot of rehab. I didn't get to swim bike, elliptical anytime I wanted, you know, because the gyms were closed and that sucked. But all in all, you know, despite all that, I think I was just pretty depressed during quarantine and the crutches period, you know, just stressed and eating was extremely difficult. I didn't want to eat, you know, because I wasn't exercising. I was just sitting. I didn't know how my body was going to change. It was really scary. But looking back, you know, I ruined my chances of successfully making it out of that injury. 
by not fueling. Your metabolic rate actually increases during an injury. Your body's under stress. It's in panic mode. It's rebuilding. So many people think you need to eat eat less just because you're sitting there. But if you want to recover quickly and you want to recover well and you want to be thorough about it, you have to eat. And I'm talking eat well. I'm talking high protein, high antioxidants, high nutrient dense foods, and I gave myself no chance of success through that. And I regret it. I seriously regret it. Because when the time came to run again, I ran for about three months. Not pain-free by any means, because everything hurt. Everything was sore. I was mad. I was upset. I was angry at the world. And then suddenly I got injured again. And again, I remember this day exactly. I honestly, I like this one though, I honestly hadn't been feeling that much pain leading up to that day. The day that I knew my hip was broken because I don't, yeah, I don't even remember like being in, I think it was my hip was a little tight, but we had a, anyways, we had a weird Friday night long run. I forget why, but we ran on a trail on a Friday night and holy shit, did I limp my way through that entire run. Like right when we stopped at a crossing, I couldn't run again. Like I was in so much pain. And, you know, we did an out and back, so I was stranded. We did out five miles, back five miles. I had about five miles to go when I was at the point of, like, I cannot do this. But I I just, like, had to keep running. I mean, this pain was so bad. It was probably worse than the first one, if I'm being honest, because it was very sudden and I wasn't expecting it. And, you know, damn, I knew exactly what it was. I, I think that was the worst part of it. It's like I knew what the pain felt like. I knew it was broken. And, you know, I came, I come home that night and I just, I was crying myself to sleep. Like, why me? Like, why again? Like, what is this teaching me? What on God's earth is this trying to show me? Because I was, I had, I was at a loss of words. I had no idea why I was going through this. So I got an MRI on Monday and yep, Grade three stress fracture in my left femur, my left hip region. Jesus Christ. So, you know, this recovery process was a little bit better, but also a little worse because, you know, I was at school. I was surrounded by doctors and teammates and coaches and a huge support system, which was amazing and something I'll never, ever take for granted. But, you know, on the contrary, I, I did know how freaking hard it was going to be to start running again. I did know what it was going to be like to lose my shape and to have to get it all back again. Absolutely brutal. So that was tough, you know, the, the knowing that was tough. But honestly, you know, I was really optimistic this time. Like looking back, I had such a great attitude from like October to February, I would say. October was when it happened. October 16th, actually. How weird. I really hate the number 16 in the month. Seems like always something bad happens. I don't know what's with that, but whatever. That's when it was. But honestly, yeah, I was, I mean, I was really great about the process at this time until I actually started fully running again, which is so weird. You would think that, you know, the crutches, 
are the toughest part of the process, right? But not really. That's like the movie version hard part. Like you come out of the other side and, you know, yay! The cue the confetti and the rainbows and the sunshine because you get to start running again. But I think this is the period where you're the most misunderstood. People think you have it all pulled together again. People think you're about to race and make this great comeback and you're so happy and grateful to be back, but it's not the same. You're not in the same shape. Your body is a little different. You're running, but not at the level you are at. You're getting to exercise, sure, but you're literally so far away from where you were and where you want to be that it is so daunting. It's terrifying. It's frustrating as hell. And nutrition was so tough because, again, I knew, I knew how important it was. I had to try so hard not to make the same mistakes this time. You know, I had weekly dietitian appointments. I had weekly therapy appointments. I had weekly cry sessions. I would cry to my roommate almost every week. You know, everything. Because it's tough shit. And you don't get it unless you go through it. I had to work out all of the guilt that I had from mistreating my body for so many years. I had to forgive myself for not taking care of me and my needs just based on some aesthetic and some image to maintain. So I took the hard route. I worked through my shit. I took my injury very seriously. I recovered hard. I fueled. I refueled. I I, I will admit, though, I wasn't the best person to the people directly around me. But, you know, behind the scenes, I was just trying to survive. And I was just trying to take care of myself at the end of the day. And sometimes that consumed all of my energy, mental, physical, emotional, everything. So, you know what? If you find yourself being really frustrated with some people around you and you lash out a little bit, apologize and move on because you're facing some really hard stuff and at the end of the day sometimes all all you have is the energy for you and I had to take care of myself and it was something that I didn't think I actually deserved to do but I had to and so I'm here to talk about the middle ground Why did I go through my whole life story, basically? Because, I don't know, I just think that this is my personal journey, and I know why I went through the things that I did, and it was hard to actually know why something is happening to you. It's a hard pill to swallow. That is, it's probably, looking back, it's probably at least 90% my own fault. And And I wanted something else to blame, I really did, during this. It's a weird sensation. It was like I was dealing with guilt knowing that I caused most of this injury, but I just wanted to blame the world. You know, it's a weird, weird sensation to explain. And so I want to share the ups and downs of it all. Don't get me wrong. You know, I did have some great moments through it all. I got humbled a little bit. I I really learned how to handle some of the hard stuff. I had breakthrough moments that made me, you know, so grateful for the body that I'm in and how I was able to adapt and relearn things. And, you know, getting back on the track again was such a euphoric feeling. I'll never be able to fully describe it. 
so you know the all in all the recovery process was worth it because here I am now crushing all of my summer miles having the time of my life running in South Carolina Ohio Oregon next week I'll be in Pennsylvania running in a couple weeks I'll be in Georgia running and then back to Ohio again all over the place it was so worth it to appreciate running a little bit more but I want to also warn and hopefully prevent someone from going through the same thing because remember our bodies they want homeostasis they want balance it will literally do anything to balance itself out if you're underfeeding it now it'll show up later if you're overfeeding it crap it will show up later if you are feeding it a good balance of healthy fats ancient grains, fruits, vegetables, lean protein, and all of that amazing stuff we are meant to have as humans, your health will thrive. So think about that next time you want a quick fix before a certain season. A quick fix before summer bod season or cross country season or prom season or, you know, anything. Nothing is a quick fix. It's why diets don't work. It's why they aren't sustainable. Take it from me, who had one hell of a journey since 2016 to realize that I was quite literally destroying my own body. And you know, there there are freak accidents for sure, for sure. Not all injuries are the result of malnutrition. That would be very naive of me to say. But that being said, when we eat enough, we do set ourselves up for success. You know, when we get enough rest and eat enough food, we are rested. We are ready to go. We're not running on empty. We're using the appropriate energy stores instead of tapping into our reserves from muscle or fat, which over time can be harmful. We give ourselves enough energy to make it through practice, the activity, the race, the competition, to succeed based on our own goddamn talent rather than relying on our fight-or-flight response. Because honestly, that's why I was good at running in high school. I'm definitely a much more skilled athlete now with the proper training and technique and, and strength that I have. But when I first started to run, I was underfed and I was in constant fight-or-flight mode. And that's where we see that short-term success. You are quite literally running on fear, running on adrenaline. But what happens when the adrenaline wears off? You crash. And some people, let me tell you, they crash harder than others. So what did I exactly do for this injury that made it the process so much quicker and and more effective? I ate quality food. What foods, may you ask? Let me just tell you. I was focused on... High-protein foods like salmon, tuna, lean grass-fed meat, quality protein powder. I use New Zest. I use you every day. Amazing stuff, which, um, you know, it's a pea-based protein powder that I would put in my smoothies, my oatmeal, all that to recover from training. New Zest, shout out you. 
Um, I used a quality grass-fed collagen powder in my yogurt, smoothies, oatmeal, coffee, all that to supplement the protein that I was already getting from my diet. Collagen is really good for tissues, ligaments, gut health, and even skin. So it's a pretty solid option to get in to, to prevent any little injury and to also help recover one as well. I was also supplementing with calcium, a shit ton of vitamin D, calcitonin, magnesium, and then of course iron and vitamin C in the morning. I was eating a lot of healthy fats like nuts, nut butters, avocado, flaxseed oil, flax and chia seeds, eggs, tahini, great stuff. Not only are they so nutritious, but they taste amazing too. So it was really easy for me to fit them in. I also added a lot of nutrients and calories that I needed in my diet and I was eating lots of fruits and vegetables. Lots. And no, I wasn't taking things out of my diet and replacing them with fruits and vegetables. I was adding them to my diet, adding some antioxidants on top of all that energy that I was eating so that I could give myself a little extra benefit boost. I also was resting from running. I found Cycle Bar, which gave me a community. I looked forward to doing it. It was great for what it was, and it really helped me out for a time there. You know, I found things that drove me to keep my mind off running. So a lot of times people are like, what, do you, what did you do without running? Like, what did you do? I cross-trained. I mean, I started this podcast. I started my website. I got really into content creation and creating things on social media for which I have such a passion for, like recipes, nutrition, mental health, little tips. I opened up about my story. I found a lot of things that made me respect myself as just an overall person rather than just a runner in the NCAA. I found things that, you know what, outside of running, I could actually, you know, maintain and sustain and be happy about and passionate about. Find things that work for you. I really encourage you, if you're stuck in a sport and tying your identity to sport, it doesn't last forever, unfortunately. And we have to, at the end of the day, like ourselves for ourselves rather than like ourselves for the outcome of a race or a competition. The injury process isn't easy. Nobody said it was. But if you're going through one right now, I I literally understand you so much. <laughs> it sucks, I know, but you'll get over it. I would definitely, definitely recommend getting out of the, the victim mentality of, you know, why me? Or I'm always injured. Or, Ugh, of course this would happen to me. And just switch the narrative. Switch it to, you know, I'll get through this. I'm so grateful that this recovery process goes faster than I thought. I'm so grateful that this injury is teaching me. I'm so grateful that I've gained patience. I'm gaining strength. Whatever it is, that's positive. Play it on repeat. You can get through it. I did. I didn't think I would. And, you know, I'm still dealing with things that are a, are a result of last year. In years prior, I don't know if I'll ever be able to not rehab profusely before I run again. I don't know if I've ever had the luxury of taking my body for granted and just, you know, like rolling into a run without doing like a million little lunges and hip dips and 
core and and all that stuff to warm up my muscles so I can be really optimized for a run. Like, I don't think I'll ever just, like, roll out of my car out of a car trip and just start running. Who knows? But I do know that I've gained a whole respect for our bodies and what they can do now. A whole different respect and perspective. What and how our bodies can move, it's it's pretty freaking cool. Like, that shit is cool. Running, I mean, it gives me the ability to see cool places. Be very directionally aware. Be very in tune with my body. Because, you know, running over 10 miles, running over 90 minutes, you start to feel and notice literally every single thing. How your tummy takes certain foods. You know, that I think that's why we're so hyper-focused on our diets. Like, we want, we don't want to be running with whatever jostling around in our stomach you don't want to have too much water sloshing around there you feel it you feel the wind on your back you feel the sun burning and scorching your skin on a sunny day you can feel it all and it's cool if you appreciate it for what it is you know i encourage you to stop looking after the aesthetic and having that be the only thing that drives you Stop looking at food as the enemy that's out to get you. And I'm not being insensitive, like, oh, just stop. Because I know it doesn't work like that. I'm just saying, make a conscious effort to see a different perspective. Fuel well, recover well, and take care of yourself. So, some takeaways. I did get asked a few questions on TikTok, and we'll kind of answer them in my little takeaways. But... That being said, as athletes, sometimes we don't have the luxury of taking the day off. You know, being on the topic of taking care of yourself, listening to your body, recovering well, we don't have that the fitness influencer that you follow who just says, oh, listen to your body. Like, if you're super tired, just take the day off and do an active rest day and just walk around the grocery store. It doesn't really work like that. You know, when we feel tired and stressed, like, we're time-pressed. We have goals. We have teams. We have schedules. We have a routine. We have competition to train for. We don't have the luxury of waking up and being like, you know what? I'm just going to text coach and be like, I'm not really feeling it today. You know, I just I just want to go to the store and kind of just, like, walk around. I can't do that. Sorry, I can't. And so we got to learn, like, that balance of... Maybe, you know, I do have to show up to practice today and I do have to hammer out a really hard run or a hard practice. But you know what? I You best believe I'm going home and I'm taking care of myself. I'm getting extra sleep. I'm eating extra nutrient foods. I'm resting. I'm foam rolling. I'm stretching. I'm going to the PT. Whatever it is. You know, I, I think that there are other ways where we can honor what our body is telling us. There are other ways to recover rather than just be like, oh, screw it. I'm taking the whole day off because I don't feel good. So finding that balance of, of you know, do when you do have a planned rest day, take it. Take it for what it is. Enjoy every minute of it. But if you don't have a rest day and you're supposed to show up and work out really hard, just know that you can do a lot of prehab and rehab to recover and, and get ready for that. So I do think that's very glossed over. We got to listen to our bodies, but sometimes we have to listen to our coaches too and then listen to our bodies after that. So what do you do when you first get an injury? If you get one, you just found out about one, what do you do? I would say go to your sports physician, go to your physio, go to your trainer, go to the professional right away. And if you don't have the luxury of doing that, 
there's a whole bank of YouTube videos that will get you through any little ache and pain. Do the damn rehab, sis. Bro. Whoever. Do it. Do the exercises that make you stronger. Do the little rehab. Do the little things. Recover well. When you first get an injury, it's important that you take the steps and listen to to what is prescribed to you and take the supplements and do what you need to do in order to speed the process along. So that goes into my next question. Someone asked, what's the quickest way to recover? And you just got to be patient. You have to listen to what other people are telling you. I mean, uh, professionals don't just listen to Joe Schmo off the street, of course, but you know, do the little things, do the rehab exercises, eat the nutritious foods and give yourself the positive affirmations. That speeds up the process so quickly, let me tell you. Visualization. That's something that was game changing in my second injury. I would like physically sit down and close my eyes and picture my left hip. Like I would Picture it to the spongy bone material in my left femur and I would picture it healing and I would tell myself every second it heals, every second it's healing, every second I'm getting better. You have to say these mantras and it may sound stupid. You may be listening to me and being like, oh my God, you're literally a crazy person just like talking to yourself. But no, like it's proven when you visualize a body part and you concentrate on it healing you can actually speed up the process. You can tell yourself the the in-the-moment things. I'm so grateful that I'm healing. I am so grateful that I wake up and I feel better every day. I'm so grateful that I'm getting through this. You have to stay in the present moment. You can't be like, oh, I wish I would get better soon. Because that's like a, a state of lack, right? You want to have a, a state of abundance. A state of assumption that I'm assuming that it's getting better. And that's what I did. I assumed. You know what? I assume that I'm going to get off crutches quicker this time. I am so glad that I start running quicker and I start running and I am healthy when I run. And let me say, it's been more than three months in contrary to, to my last one. And I'm still running to this day. So it's really important that the mantra that you have can actually help you out. Because when you focus on the negative things, you will only see the negative things. And that's just the way it is. That's the universe, baby. Um, also, you can cross-train. And this might be an option for you if you want to talk to your coach about it. Or if you're a self-coach, then maybe consider picking that up if you're feeling really tired from the same old, same old exercise that you always do. Incorporate some swimming. Incorporate some biking. There's really great elliptical workouts and swim workouts that will get you really aerobically fit without the the stress of what you normally do. And it's important to strengthen different areas. I, you know, starting out, I have five days of running and then one day of cross training and then one day of rest. So I get to swim, I get to bike, I get to use different muscle systems and still get an aerobic benefit out of it, but put a little less stress on my body. So something to consider as well. Switch up the routine, try something different, maybe work in one day of a little bit of a dynamic type of exercise. So that kind of wraps up the injury process and some injury tips and some injury takeaways. That was my journey. I hope that you can relate to it in some way. I actually, well, I don't hope. I don't hope that. But if you have gone through this, I hope that my story relates to you in some way. I hope that inspired you to start 
training really well and recovering really well and eating really well so that you can prevent this for yourself. And if you're listening to this whole episode and you've listened this far, I thank you from the bottom of my heart. I really appreciate you listening to this. Be sure and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts as well as leave it a review because it really helps it out. It helps me know what you guys like and, you know, I do read them all. So follow me on Spotify if that is your preferred platform. Even leave a comment on my site if you listen on there because I know some of some people do listen directly from my site. So you can find me Sam at Holistically Sam on TikTok, Instagram, and on holisticallysam.com. I love you so much. Have a good one.